Hi everyone, I'm JJ Hornblast and welcome to the roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the, the leading industry newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. This is our weekly wrap for what's happening in auto finance um, on December 7, 2020. Uh, before beginning, I wanna thank auto finance advertisers uh, DeFi Solutions, FIS, and CCC Information Services for their continuing support, so thank you. And I am joined today by Joey Pizzolatto, the Deputy Editor of Auto Finance News. Hello, Joey. It is nice to see you. Um, and um, so, uh, uh, what we've seen in the news uh, recently is uh, Ant Group, the uh, massive uh, Chinese uh, lending company. It was learned that they've originated loans to a half a billion people in China over the last year, and they accounted for nearly a fifth of the country's outstanding short-term consumer debt as of June. Also, uh, U.S. lawmakers expect to pass a one-week spending bill that would keep the government funded through December 18. President Trump and the Senate Majority, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell have suggested that they will, quote, come on board, unquote, with a $908 billion proposal for, uh, from uh, a bipartisan group of lawmakers for a stimulus bill. A final version of the stimulus bill could come this week. Goldman Sachs has confirmed that the bank uh, has been exploring moving some of its asset management unit to Florida from New York City. And finally, Bob Dylan has sold his entire publishing catalog to, university, to, un to Universal Music Publishing Group. Um, it's estimated that the deal was worth $300 million, and it was rivaled only by the sale of the Beatles' publishing catalog. In auto finance, uh, over the last uh, several business days, Auto Finance News released its annual executive of the year. And uh, for 2020, that executive is Ravi Raghu, the CEO of Capital One Auto Finance. Joey, give us a little bit of a background, uh, first on, on Capital One Auto Finance and then on Ravi um, and, and why we chose uh, to name him as the executive of the year. Sure, well, Capital One Auto Finance has uh, about around a $65 million portfolio, putting them- Billion. In Billion, yes, I said million, that is way off. Billion dollar portfolio. Um, and they've had um, really great success this year despite the pandemic. Origination volume has grown year over year for quarter one, two, and three. Um, and, and really their success kind of hinges on um, a strategy that, is, that they've been employing for years, which, which is kind of this hybrid digital um, in-person 
retail um, model where they have a product called Auto Navigator. It allows consumers to shop for their car and they can um, do the entire process. They can um, structure their deal with no hit to, to, to their credit or they can drop off at any point, go to a dealership and pick up where they left off. So, so really the structure of, of this program has really lent itself um, to changing consumer habits and purchasing habits as we've seen throughout the pandemic. Um, in terms of, you know, having the, the opportunity to talk to, to Ravi, um, incredibly humble, incredibly modest. Um, his, his, his colleagues um, praise his vision um, and, you know, seeing the whole field, for example. So that, I mean, that's just the background. Um, I, I can talk for a long time about, about this. Sure. Sure. All right. So, you know, looking forward, um, you know, their strategy hit, or it continues to be, as he put it, to skate where the puck is going to be, right? And then they just kind of, they take what the market gives them. And, and this year, the market has, has given them, you know, quite a bit, and that will continue to go forward. Um, but I think, you know, thinking about 2021 and the changes that the auto finance industry has seen this year and we expect to see next year, um, I think we can really expect, you know, more of the same from Capital One in the next year. What about on the subprime lending side? Yeah, um, so subprime lending, as expected, um, according to Experience State of the Automotive um, report, is, is still losing market share. We are down um, 170 basis points year over year in the third quarter to 16.6%, um, which like I said, with, um, like I said, with, uh, with the tightening credit that we've seen from virtually everybody in the space, that was to be expected. Um, looking at deep subprime, we're also losing, or the industry is losing market share in that as well. Um, we're down under 3% at 6.3% or 2.63% of market share, which um, Experian notes um, has been on the decline um, quite a bit um, for, for, for a, long, a, long, a long ways. Um, so nothing really surprising there, um, but, but really what, what we need to be, be watching is if that number continues to tick down um, further uh, going into the next year. Um, especially as it relates to subprime lenders. Um, you know, you have, you have some of the bigger players that have a little bit more wiggle room, um, but some of the really smaller players, they're gonna have to find ways to make up market share in some way, um, whether it's through targeted marketing um, or, or anything else um, in, in, that, in that vein. Um, I do wanna highlight, oh, go ahead, please. Well, I was gonna—I was just gonna ask you about um, the uh, the Fed release releasing its beige book last uh, late last week, and what it, it kind of revealed about what was going on in the auto market today. Absolutely. Um, so you know, low interest rates are are driving um, sales in certain regions. For example. Um, you know, uh, the St. Louis Fed reported that low interest rates are driving sales and the St. Louis Fed um, covers, you know, Missouri, Western Kentucky. Um, also the Cleveland Fed is reporting that interest rates are driving sales. Um, that's areas in Ohio, Eastern Kentucky, parts of West Virginia. Um, 
Beige Book also um, noted that manufacturing in, in those areas is, is ramping up to account for, for low inventory. And we're seeing inventory um, kind of ratchet up back to pre towards pre-pandemic levels. Um, Mannheim released their uh, used vehicle report this morning. Uh, shows new vehicle or used vehicle inventory, um, my mistake, is, is above kind of um, industry norms, which is a good sign. And then obviously with um, OEM manufacturing ramping up, we're going to see or we're expecting to see um, that new vehicle inventory kind of pad itself. I think that the interesting thing about the, the Fed report was that it implied, uh, well, it wasn't really clear what was driving some of the improvement in the auto market. And, you know, the, it, 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 to some degree, there was a, it attached some of that improvement to low rates. Um, but I, I wondered, you know, the degree to which it's just improving based on improved or growth in inventories. And do you have a feeling for like, you know, what is really driving uh, the market right now, inventories or rates? So, you know, I would think, I would think looking at consumers um, and you know what, what, how they prioritize what they buy, I think that inventory is probably a larger driver um, than rates are. You know, new vehicles, especially a lot of consumers will take, take um, advantage of that sun-vented financing um, program. So, so really low interest rates don't really have any merit there aside from, you know, they're super low, but you know, for a standard purchase, lower rates don't really affect that. Um, Consumers are more interested in, in you know, the make, model, and, and features, right? I want a Honda HRV in blue. And if that's not available to me, maybe I'll wait or do something again. So I, so I would think that sales are, is more of a driver, is more driven by inventory than it is low rates. But I'm sure that the, those low rates that transfer to lower monthly payment do have an impact, um, you know, few and far between. Okay, uh, so Joe, what's uh, on tap for this coming week? This week, um, today we published our um, three executives to watch. Um, so I encourage everybody to, to take a look at that. I'm sure we'll be discussing that more in detail next week on our weekly wrap. Um, we also have a new, some insights into uh, PenFeds. A new marketing campaign that's designed to, um, it's a new sweepstakes actually, but it's designed to drive um, customer experience and improve that as well as, you know, help bolster uh, people taking a loan with PenFed. Um, so we'll be looking at that. And um, as I mentioned as well, uh, we'll, we have an article coming later this afternoon on um, Mannheim's used vehicle value index and um, a little preview there. It's kind of returned um, to normal seasonal trends. Um, which, you know, is, is good and bad news. I mean, the uh, used vehicle market isn't, you know, skyrocketing through the roof, but it's also kind of returned back to kind of a pre-pandemic cadence, um, which I think um, is kind of good news uh, for the industry as we look forward to kind of getting back to normal or whatever normal is now. All right. Well, that should be good. And uh, once again, we want to uh, congratulate uh, Ravi Ragu and, and the whole uh, Cap One Auto team on Ravi being named 
the uh, Auto Finance Executive of the Year. And uh, thank you all so much for, for joining us uh, on the roadmap. Uh, we hope you'll uh, rate us uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow Auto Finance News on Twitter and LinkedIn. And of course, uh, visit with us at autofinancenews.net. Thanks everyone for joining us. We'll see you next time.